Hi folks, Father Columba here, and check this guy out, come on. He's flowering, he's got another couple flowers coming, doing nicely. It's amazing what a bit of fertilizer will do, folks. I think it's tomato feed I put in him. Today I wanted to talk about doubt. St. John Henry Newman said, a thousand difficulties don't make one doubt. So folks, it's okay to have like a little, oh, oh, that's really hard to understand. The sin of doubt is when I actually choose to not believe. It's like, this is really hard to believe. I can't understand it. I bet there's no answer to it. I bet the church is just, you know, making stuff up. I do not believe this. So when you choose to disbelieve something that's an essential aspect of our faith, then we're in trouble. We are in trouble. There's something else, something bigger when we can not only like have a doubt or even like choose to doubt and choose to disregard, you know, the teaching of Jesus or the gospels, we can also have a thing that's very closely connected. And it's like when that goes to the next level, which is when our, our entire faith gets shaken. And it can even go beyond that. It can get to a point where we just question everything. There's actually a lot of people in this place. I heard one online commentator call it meta-doubt become a meta-doubter, almost meaning like I, I doubt the ability to actually uh, like know the truth or that any sort of system of thought is consistent or worthy of belief at all. So I just choose to doubt everything. When I was in university, uh, I studied theology at a Irish university, which will remain nameless. I studied theology and music and computer science. A lot of people think, wow, that's a heck of a combination. I did the computer science afterwards, which I loved so much. I loved it. If I hadn't had the call to be a priest, I probably would have gone down the line of being a programmer. Anyway, the theology, sometimes I'd be in class and the teachers would, would do this thing called deconstructing, especially with, with the scriptures. And they would kind of say, okay, this gospel, and they would just look at the text and say, well, it's, it's probably, you know, this bit was written separately. And we think this bit was not actually written by, say, Mark, or it wasn't written by John. It was written by people after him. And they'd have all of these theories, like these literary critical or historical critical theories. And as a young man who was, you know, I'm only, what, two years in a conversion. I don't really know much about my faith. I'm just trying to hold it together, you know. And then this priest is like, years of study and he you know speaks greek and hebrew and blah, and he's read up the wazoo and he's coming out with all this stuff like that was so challenging and i know for those piles of people in the class it's really challenging for them too and often after these classes i would be so shaken i'm like oh my gosh is any of it true i'd go to the chapel because where i was there was lots of churches i go to the chapel and i just pray my prayer was something like ah blah what the heck? And I would just pray that way. And I would stay there praying often on my knees until my heart would calm down. And I would remember the basics. Remember the basics. Okay, Jesus, I have encountered you and I believe you are real. This lecture is coming out with things which maybe there's some basis for some of it, but probably there's lots of it is just theories of men, much like conspiracy theories, scientific research theories. They change all the time. Doesn't mean they don't have worth, but it's very different from the ground that my, my faith is based on. I'd have to do that after my faith was shaken. I'd have to go and I'd have to pray and just reconnect with the basic truths. God, I believe you're real. Jesus, I believe you love me. I believe you died for my sins. Please help me understand this stuff I'm studying. And, you know, bit by bit, my capacity 
to look at this stuff critically, to look at the critical attitude with a critical eye and kind of go, ah, okay, there's something there, but that bit sounds a bit dodgy. And so I was able to, as some people say, eat the meat and spit out the bones. You know, so you put something in your mouth and you realize, oh, like you're eating fish. And so, oh, there's, there's a Oh, there's a bone there. I don't want to swallow the bone. That's really dangerous. That's an important process, not just with eating fish, but with what we take in, what we study. If you're in university or you're studying some stuff, sometimes you can come across things and it can shake your whole world. You could be tempted to enter in that place of like doubt, of like, oh my gosh, the thing my, my life has been based on, the things I took for granted, especially things about God, but it could be other things. If that is shaken, then what else is, is up for grabs? What else is you know, to be shaken. That's a scary place to be in. It's a vulnerable place to be in. And it can be tempting to want to take the easy escape. What I would encourage you to do is go to the chapel. Well, if you can't go to a chapel, just stop and pray. Spend some time until your heart resettles. Education is really, really good. And I love studying. And since I left school, I love studying. I love studying the scriptures. I love, you know, psychology. I love like studying about AI and quantum computing and quantum physics, astrology, astronomy. <laughs> I don't study astrology. All that stuff. I love it. I find it fascinating. But you have to be careful when somebody else is teaching you, you're entering into this relationship of trust and not all teachers are trustworthy. I had another lecture and they would have us, they were ph phenomenal lecture, hilarious. And they would give us all this reading, like more than all of my other lectures combined. As I read all this, I felt like, you know, I'd get it done. I feel all proud of myself and all educated. I know a thing or two about a thing or two. And I did really well in the class. But what I realized was this lecture, he would give such like all these different sources and you'd read them. And it felt like he was giving us the complete spectrum of information and opinion about this topic. It was history, about this particular topic, this particular episode in the humanity, in the, in the church's history, all this stuff. I found out later he actually was giving us quite a narrow spectrum. And within it, there was differing opinions, but it it was shifted in the direction of his view of things. I was kind of, kind of felt deceived afterwards. I'm like, you kind of lied to me. This is not the exhaustion of all opinion on this. And there's other people who, who, can't, who disagree totally with what you have. And actually their opinion fits way better and upholds my, my basic beliefs. And you didn't, you kind of were trying to steal that from me, I felt. I'm like, oh. So you just have to be careful because sometimes that can be done like in, in higher education. You know, you can be kind of seduced by the thought that I'm now well educated and I'm really intelligent because I know some stuff. But sometimes we've been a little bit deceived and drawn into into area of, of doubt. And, and yeah, so guys, there is so much knowledge and information out there. And I just want to reassure you, as I have before, God has great answers to all of your questions. He has got great answers to all of your questions. But to access not just human knowledge and good human teaching, you know, the teaching of the church and of sound orthodox theologians and historians. Also, and primarily, we have to approach God with humility because otherwise we're not approaching God. We're remaking him as someone to be put in the dock to be questioned and examined and possibly rejected and found guilty. That's not the way that a heart I believe should approach their creator to approach with humility and trust. There's this little line from the book of wisdom. Book of wisdom is one of the Catholic books in the Bible. If you haven't read it, highly recommend it. It is so beautiful. And it starts off this way. Love righteousness, you rulers of the earth. 
Think of the Lord with uprightness and seek him with sincerity of heart because he is found by those who do not put him to the test. And here we go. And manifests himself to those who do not distrust him. If you want to encounter God's answers to these things, just go gently, go humbly and say, God, I trust, I trust, even though my intellect is like, and I'm full of questions and doubts right now and difficulties. Just go with him humbly, no matter how big the questions are, he has great answers. And I know the people who sometimes online or in your university or whatever the sources of your knowledge, they can seem so convincing. And people who, who teach contrary to the faith or, or, or kind of from within the faith, take like the scriptures and tear them apart and never put them back together. That is a crime because you can put them back together in a way that totally makes sense. And he's so off-building and beautiful and totally confirms all of the, the teachings of the faith. The danger is, yeah, there's people out there who are not doing that and they're, they're being deceptive. Study well. Do study. Study orthodox stuff. Highly recommend. You know, people who are trustworthy and who believe in Jesus. Follow those folks. People whose doubts, they're like, their faith seems a bit shaky. They're probably not good people to study at least not until you're in a place of real security in your faith. When you feel confident, you can eat the meat and spit out the bones. But most importantly, brothers and sisters, let's approach the Lord whenever we have a doubt with just humility and trust. He's your dad. He loves you. And he is wisdom. He is all knowledge. He knows everything. He sees you're you're rising and you're going to rest. He knows the thoughts, the doubts, the fears of your heart. So just come to him humbly and he will give you answers. He will. He has for me over and over and over again. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a Catholic. I'd have left. But he's always given me answers, guys. And he will give you answers. God bless you. And uh, your cotton socks, if you have cotton socks. And if you don't have cotton socks, that's grand. No judgments. Bye now.